The title of our message today is The Undiscovered Land. Once again, the title of this message today is The Undiscovered Land. And I want you to hold your places in the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Our main text will be verse 9. But I want you to go with me to John 1, 4. And say amen when you get there, please. Amen. The word of the Lord says there, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. Am I correct? Now, <clears throat> God gave us this light. And within this life, I need for you to really pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is trying. Because this is the deep teaching ministry here. It's a spiritual teaching ministry. Now, I want everybody to get settled down. The movement and all of that, we need to, we need to just settle down. Where we can hear what God is saying. Amen? And all the movement I need, we, we, we're on the air. We need to get this out of the way now. Because this serious business up in here. Now, here's the word of the Lord. The Bible tells us that in him, Jesus Christ, was life. And that life that he gave us was the light of men. The light of men. That means that all of a sudden, something became enlightened and intelligence and what God did was when he placed us in this life that we have he also placed us in a undiscovered land and that's what we're going to deal with there is a life but in the life there is an undiscovered land that we have to sojourn in not only in this world but in the next are you following me Okay, don't allow your mind to be so small that all you can see is now. Because now is not the essence of your life. There is a greater now that's coming forward. And as long as you are the enemy within you. Notice I said the enemy within you. That means you can't blame anything else. As long as the enemy that's in you can keep you from seeing any further than the fact that there is a greater now than the now that you have now. Then you will always be caught up in this thing called the earthly life of existence with all of its insanities and things that we have to deal with. Let's go here to the Book of Hebrew, our main text. Whew. 11 verse 9. Once again, this is a teaching ministry. And we really need to follow closely in the Bible. So that we can understand what's really going on. And we can understand that it's God's word, it's not Dr. Manley's word, okay? Okay. I don't have a word. All I've got is God's word to give you. 
Verse 9 says, by faith, we know that faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence not, of things not seen. We know that that substance is a foundation. By faith, he, Abraham, he did a thing called sojourned in the land of promise. To sojourn means to dwell in a place as a stranger. When you sojourning in a place, you're a stranger in that land. So if you're dealing in the undiscovered land, then we are a stranger in the land where we are. And we have to sojourn in it. Are you following me? Whether it be in this earthly life or whether it be in your spiritual life, you've got to learn. We've got to learn. Everybody has to learn that we have to sojourn in it. And we've got to learn it quick, people. Because if we don't, then the world is going to take us down. It's going to keep us. We got to get this world, and I'm speaking to myself too, we got to get this world stuff out of us. We got too much junk in us. We just plain out got too much junk in us, and we think it's all right. And all the time, we're being closed in and killed off. We're killing our own self off because of the junk that's inside of us. How many of you are tired of the junk that's in you? Amen. I mean, I'm tired of the junk that's in me. I can be honest. I can be honest, you know. We come here to get the junk out of us. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, undiscovered. Dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac, Isaac is joy, and Jacob is the transitioning of the mind, the heirs with him of the same promise. So when we're dealing with this place of sojourning, Let's go over here to Deuteronomy, the Old Testament, verse 10 and verse 11, because I'll show you some things about God and what he has to say to us about this place of sojourning. Amen? Oh, man. Over there. Deuteronomy, the 11th chapter. Verse 10 and 11. Say amen when you get that, please. I'm really going to start at verse 10 probably. And verse 10 and 11. And I'll probably go on down through here a ways. Amen. I'll probably go on down through here a ways because it's a lot I've got to show. All right, verse 10. Deuteronomy 11, verse 10. I'm going to have to come down here and teach you. i got a lot of things here to show you. I wish all y'all had y'all Bibles open, you know, because I, I really need y'all to see what God is trying to tell you he's trying to make our lives better here all right look at this word here it says verse 10 says for the land remember the land the undiscovered land y'all remember we're talking about the undiscovered land is everybody on key with that because you, you know if, if you if you can hear god's word you know he, he's really going to help us this morning for the land whither thou goest in to possess it possess means you got to take it it's not given to you now it says, it is not as the land of Egypt. Now, Egypt is the world. Now, the land that God has for us is not like Egypt. Do you understand? What I'm trying to say to you, church, is you can't do the things of the world and think that it's going to possess the land of God. That's what God is saying here. You understand me? Now, 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 now it's, it, it, 
This is the word of God. And God says, I'll place my word above all my name. So you see, it's not going to change. It doesn't matter what we do. The word still is it's got the very Jesus say the very same word that I speak to you are going to judge you in the last day. John 12, 48. So I'm speaking this word to us, over us and in us. And it's going to be the one that judge you and me. Whether we take heed or whether we don't take heed, it's going to judge us. Amen. It's going to judge us. Amen. Now, for the land whither thou goest in to possess it, it's not like the land of Egypt. That's that world system. See, we can't do this world system thing and think that we can possess God's land. That's a lie. For which she came out of, we spoke to had anyway. Where thou sowest thy seed and waterest it with thy foot as a garden verb. You see, because here, where we, God does all that in God's land. We try to do it in our land, the land of Egypt, you know, capitalism. I was looking at a thing last night on how, how the, 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 uh, Minimum wage in all these other countries like the UK and Denmark and all that, some of them's up to $21 minimum wage. And it got to America, these greedy people in America, and it's, I think it's $7.25, if I'm not mistaken, an hour. Greed. Greed of America. And the greed of America keeps us poor. Why? Because they place the greed that's in them in us. And that's why we're in the condition that we're in. But we don't expand our minds far enough so we don't see the situation that, hey, there are other people that's living better than us here in America. And they're treating people better because of the way that they've got their land set up as opposed to the capitalistic virtue of the way we've got ours set That's why they hate that word socialism. Because Jesus was a socialist. He took care of his people. The king is a socialist. He's, he has to take care of his people. He's ordered to take care of his people. Verse 11 says, But the land, whether ye go to possess it, says it's a land of hills and valleys, and drink water of the rain of heaven. I want you to look at this land where we're going, people. Where we're in. Where we're sojourning. The land of God. Remember, he gave us this life. And in him, it was the life of man. So, this land that he gave us here, the Bible says it's a land of hills, which means it's a land of promotion. Somebody say promotion. Hills. See, I'm talking about the land where God has us sojourning in. And if we sojourn long enough in that land, we're going to get promoted. Because the Bible says that promotion comes from the Lord. The Bible says promotion comes from the Lord. Amen? Amen? Now, not only does promotion come from the Lord... That's a land of hills, but it's also a land of, somebody say, valleys. Now the word valleys represents breakthroughs. So in this land, you know, you know what a valley is? 
That's where a hill was, and now it's been split. Something has dug into it. Where you had to go over it or around it, now you can go. How many of y'all want to break through? So this land that we're in, not only is it a land of promotions, God want to promote you, but it's a land of breakthroughs. Because God wants you to walk through the Red Sea, not try to swim it. So he opens up a valley where you can walk right through. And it's only for you. Because if any other fool try to walk through it, they're going to drown. Like Pharaoh's army. Hey, yeah, how about that? How about that? Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to tell you is your promotion and your breakthrough, it ain't for everybody. Amen. So don't be trying to, don't be trying to follow after somebody else's breakthrough. Get your own. Don't be trying to climb somebody else's hill in their anointing, but get your own. Because God has placed you in your own land. And you've got to sojourn in it. So it's a hills. It's a land of hills and valleys. But that ain't all it is now. It drinketh water. Mm. It drinketh water of the rain of heaven. Wait a minute. What's he talking about here? Drinking water. Well, let's find out what these water. Ain't rain showers? The showers, right? Everybody agree with that? All right, let's go and see what God is talking about here spiritually. Because if you, you read this wrong, you think you're talking about, you know, rain coming out of the sky. Anyway, go to Ezekiel 34, 26. Whew. Ezekiel 34, 26. And say amen when you get there. Uh, watch this. Now, he says that this land that we're in over here in Deuteronomy, he says, he says that it drinks water of the rain of heaven. Did he not? All right. Look at Ezekiel. Let's see what these waters are. Mm, this is good. He said, and I will make them. Are we there in Ezekiel? He said, and I will make them and the places round about my hill a blessing. In other words, I'm going to make those that are in this land, and I'm going to make those that are round about the places of my hill. How many of y'all know that your blessing can pour off on somebody else who don't even deserve the blessing? Just by you being in place. Just by one person being in place in your family. It can cause your whole family to be blessed. Oh. Now, blessings come with blessings and curses. It can cause your whole family to be cursed if you use it wrong. The Bible says if you got an unbelieving husband and the wife is saved, that the whole house is saved. That's what the book says. But suppose both of y'all out of law. You're in trouble. Where's your covering? You know what I'm saying? So, 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 so now, if you want to be blessed, somebody got in to get in the position because God says, and I will make them and the places round about my hill a blessing. God wants to bless us. But watch this. And I will cause the shower to come down in its season. That's the rain from heaven that Deuteronomy is talking about. Remember? Now read the rest of it. There shall be showers of what? Blessing. 
So we ain't talking about water, is he? He talking about blessing you. Huh? Ain't that what the word say? Amen. See, God want to bless you. See? But how you know the rain and the showers of blessing if you don't have a preacher to teach it to you? You'll just read it. You'll think, okay, he talking about rain. No, no, no. We talking about undiscovered land, children. Yes, sir. God wants us to come up. He wants to promote us. He wants to give us a greater breakthrough in life. You know? Amen. That's what God is trying to do. He's trying to prepare us for greater things. Somebody say greater things. Greater. So, so verse 13 says, or uh, uh, verse 11 says, but the land where you go into possess, it's one of hills and valleys, and it drinks water of the rain of heaven. And James 1.17 says, every good and perfect gift comes from above. Amen. From the Father of lights. With no variableness or shadow of turning. That means it comes straight down to you. That's what it says. Every good and perfect gift. That's that raining from heaven. And verse 12 in Deuteronomy tells us. A land. See he keeps talking about this land. We already know that the land is going to promote us. Right? We already know that the land is going to give us breakthroughs. Right? We already know that the land is going to rain showers of blessings from heaven on us, right? These are the benefits of God. We talked about the promises of God last week. And they say all the promises of God are yea and amen. God said, I'm going to promote you. I'm going to give you breakthroughs and I'm going to bless you. That's the word of God. What else do you need? All you need is to believe it and hold on to it. That's the only thing that's left. That's all you need to do now. Now he said, now land, watch this. Verse 12, Deuteronomy 11, 12. It is a land which the Lord thy God. Who, who cares for it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Lord cares for it. I got to drink a lot of liquid, y'all. Y'all just got to forgive me. Juggling up here. Now. It is a land that the Lord, thy God, cares for you. So 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. God said, I'm going to take care of what needs to be taken care of in the land that you're in. And if you're in that land, then I'm going to take care of you too. Why? Because I care for you. So whatever it is you're going through, you need to cast that care on God. Get it off you and put it on God. Amen. Whatever you're going through, God said, give it to me and I'll take care of it. Mm -hmm. And when you give it to me, let it stay with me. Amen. Don't go back and grab. We sung that song, I can't go back. Don't go back and grab the horns of the bull again. Don't go into the gorilla cage and lock the door again. Because you're going to get the same thing that you always get. The gorilla going to beat you to death. Amen. Now, verse 13, uh, verse, uh, verse 12, is the land which the Lord thy God care for, and the eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it. Because the Bible says, once again, I think it's in 1 Peter, either 3.12 or 4.12, it tells us that the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. And he hears their prayers. So, the Lord is watching over us in this land. Because we're in a covering. We're in a protected place. 
And it says, and God is always upon it. The eyes of the Lord are from the beginning of the year, even to the end of the year. See, this is a perpetual thing. It's not something that God starts and then he ends. But it's something that God continues. Then verse 12 goes, verse 13 goes on and says, And it shall come to pass, if you hearken, if you hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day. Here are the stipulations. See, God always puts stipulations on things. If you to love the Lord your God, and to serve him with all your heart, and with all your soul, then verse 14 says that I will give you the rain, which are the blessings, you see the word, which are the blessings of your land in his due season. Now watch this. Now, every land, everybody's land has a blessing in it. He said, now, if you hearken unto me, and if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, he said, now this is what I'm going to do. He said, I'm going to give you the blessings of that land that you're in. Now, everybody has their own personal land. It's an undiscovered land that you and you alone have to find what's in it. Whether it be on the earthly side of existence or whether it be in eternity. Each one of these dichotomies, they've got their own special blessings in it. God's word says here that if you hearken unto me and diligently do this, if you do that, I commanded you to do, and that is to love me and really to love your neighbor as yourself. Those are, upon these all hang all the other laws of the prophet. The word of God says here that I will give you the rain of the blessings of the land in that land's due season. His due season represents that land's new season. See, there is an appointed time for whatever it is that God has for you. And the problem is a lot of times we self-destruct and it causes us not to be able to get what God has for us. We've all did it millions of times. Over and over and over and over and over. But still, there's still that appointed time. For that land that you're living in that God says, I'm going to promote you, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to open up the windows of heaven, and it's going to rain down on you the blessings that come from me. God says, I'm going I'm to promote you, I'm going to give you your breakthroughs, and I'm going to bless you. But it's all in appointed seasonal time of God. He says, I'm going to give it its rain in his due season, which is that land. That he is there represents that land that he has you in. It's already been qualified to bless you at a certain time. God is a good God. He is a fair God. And he would not give you a land for you to possess without blessing you. He would not do it. He won't do it. Now, whether you believe it or not, that's up to you. Whether we allow life to keep us from believing it, that's up to us. But it still doesn't change God's word. Because God's word says, I place my word above all, not some of my name, all my name. He didn't say nothing about I place praise above it. He didn't say I place what? He said, I place my name 
I meant my word above everything else. In the beginning wasn't praise, in the beginning wasn't worship, but in the beginning was what? Said? Word. You got to have word. If you don't have no word, you a weak Christian. Because you ain't got nothing to fight with. You got to have a word, people. God wouldn't have placed his word above all his name if he didn't think that was the most important thing. It's the word that saved you. Ain't the word Jesus Christ? Amen. Yeah. The word became flesh. And in him was life. And that life was the light of men. Mm -hmm. All things were made by him. Not some things. All things. Amen. And then we spoke about this before. And there are some things. Nothing was made that was made except it was without him. Therefore, it's some things that we've made that ain't made by God in our life. And it's causing us discomfort. Amen? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we might well be honest. That's the only way we're going to get healed. Ain't no healing going to come from us telling lies to ourselves. How many of us done lied to ourselves long enough? Mm -hmm. You got better too, didn't you? Because <laughs> the Bible says if you confess your sins with each other, you know that you might be healed, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm, pride will kill you. <laughs> I'm all right, and your head split wide open, and you just bleeding all out of it. No, you ain't all right, but I'm all right. Give your head wide open. It's always busted to the white meat. And everybody see it but you. You ever been there? You ever been there? You ever been there? I'm telling you, man. This thing is real, man. See, the only way we... This is a hospital. This is where we come to get healed. If you, if you, all, if you got it all going on, you're in the wrong place. This is a hospital. This is where we come to get diagnosed and healed. Amen. In the spirit. Verse 13. And it shall come to pass if you hearken diligently. Well, I went through. Verse 15. Verse 14, and I will give you the rain of your land in his season or in his due season. The first rain, that's the beginning of them blessings. You know, that's where God trying us. See it? He give you a little bit. See what you're going to do with it. But it goes on and it says, the latter rain. That's when he just opened up the windows of heaven, period. On you, you know, you have been blessed so much and had so many choices that you didn't know which way to what to how to go about choosing or what to choose. That seemed foreign to some folk. But anyway, there is a level that you can reach where you have so many choices in your life from God blessing you until you yourself don't, you can become confused. That's when you got to learn to just stand still because I don't know what to do. 
and just kind of let God work it out, you know, instead of you doing it. So he says in the word, verses 14, uh, verses uh, 14, and I will give you the rain of your land in due season, the first rain and the latter rain, that thou mayest gather in thy coin. We're going deep on you again. Coin. Coin represents the bread of life. Don't you make bread out of corn? He says now, and thou mayest gather in the corn, which is the bread of life, the wine, thy wine. He say, thy wine, thy corn. See, he makes it personal. In other words, that's your corn, your bread, uh, your wine, which is the spirit, and your anointing, which is the, the oil. So you got to have your own bread. You've got to have your own spirit and in this thing. And you've got to have your own anointing in this thing. Otherwise, you'll get yourself in some trouble. Now, watch the word. Watch this thing about this coin. Go to Joshua 5, 12. Watch this thing about this coin. You really need to see this. Joshua 5, 12. Because, see, see, part of the church's problem today is they haven't cut loose the manna yet. Would y'all agree with that? Amen. In other words, they're still waiting on God to do something. Are, are, are y'all with me? I'm going to show you in the Bible now. I'm, I'm going to show you. Don't worry about it. I'm going to show you in the Bible. Because I got to retrain your thoughts. You know, because religion, I see religion got a few of us off key. That's what religion will do. It'll tear you up, mess you up, you know. But here, 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 here we are. Look at this word coin here. See, we don't want religion to tear us up. We, we want Jesus to fix us up. Amen. I say, we don't want religion to tear us up, but we want Jesus to fix us up. Amen? I'm going to say it again. I say, we don't want religion to mess us up, but we want Jesus to fix us up. Somebody say amen. I'm up here with the flu, and I can say it. God knows. <laughs> Look at Joshua 5, 12. Let's talk about this going here. It says, and the manna did what? Stop, stop looking for God to do everything. See, that was when you was in that wilderness. That's when the manna was. <laughs> when it, you didn't know who you were. And you didn't have nobody show you who you were. You were in the wilderness. And you needed manna. So he gave it to you every morning, right? And told you to go out and get you some. He supplied it, right? But the Bible said the manna ceased, didn't it? Huh? When did it cease? After cease on the what? Tomorrow means your next season. See, you're in your next season now. Unless you want to stay back there. If you want to stay back in the wilderness, you can. But every time my foot touched the wilderness, I run like the dickens. That walks. <laughs> I run. Because that wilderness will destroy you. Real quick. Real quick. You get caught back up in that thing, that thing got too many traps in it. And let me tell you something. Amalek is still there. Waiting to kill us. So whenever you're touching the wilderness, run. Because remember, manna ceased, the Bible said. When did it cease? On tomorrow, your next season. Remember the hills in that land as a promotion? Your next season. 
your next season. The matter ceased. When did it cease? Somebody say after. after. They had eaten what? Uh oh. There it is. Remember, he said you over there in Deuteronomy, he said that you'd have your own corn and you'd have your own wine and you'd have your own oil. That corn represents the ancient knowledge of God. Remember, it said the old parched corn, did it not? See, that's that old wisdom from the, from the old boy, from way back when, you know. See, Je uh, uh, Jeremiah 6, 16 say, See and ask for the old way, for therein is the good way. And if you walk therein, you'll find rest for your soul. But they refused to walk therein. And why? What happened? They got taken. They got taken. But, see, manna ceases after you reach a certain level in this thing. You know, where you stop trying to be a baby in this thing. You stop looking for God to do everything for you because now God has given you the power to do some things for yourself. So now you're eating on that word after you got into your next season. See, you can't take manna into your next season. Because the word manna means what is this in the Old Testament. And if, if you don't know what you're eating, how's it going? <laughs> you need to know what you're eating, right? Well, if you don't know what you're eating, how's it going to help you? Come on, man. Think about that. So what does God do? God said, okay, this season. You're in your next season. Now I'm going to give you the ancient knowledge and wisdom of me. Because now what you did in the wilderness, you can't do now. Because now you're going in to possess the land that I've given you. The undiscovered land. And it's going to take a hefty appetite for you to win at this game. <laughs> I'm sorry. They've been telling you that all you got to do is just get saved and everything going to be all right. It's really not going to be. It's really not like that. And you old folk, we old folk, we, we, we know that by now. Now, some of you young dogs, y'all might not know that yet. But let me tell you something. When you entered in on this walk with Christ, you entered in on a very difficult journey. All of us that's been walking this thing for a while know what we're up against. You see, so ain't no need to me. See, see, I'm not going to lie to you to try to get you in and then, you know, you find out that I lied to you. But I'm going to tell you at the beginning what you're involved with. So you can make up a valid, make your own mind up. Amen. Instead of just jumping into something off feelings and emotions, you know. And then the next thing you know, when the feelings are gone and the emotions are gone and the high praise is gone, you got nothing. You look around, now you need a word and you got nothing. Uh-oh, your house is clean, but you didn't put nothing in it. Come on back, boy. Y'all come with me. Seven more. That's eight. The one, that, the one demon that left plus seven more equal eight. That's it. Ain't done. One, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, that's eight. That ain't seven more demons like this. That's eight. And eight represents a new beginning. In other words, there's going to be a new beginning of hell in your life. Because you cleaned up what was in there, but you didn't put none of the old parched corn in it. Now you, you really messed up now. Because you got all them other boys that's worse than the one that left. That's worse. Now they done really ganged up on you. Because while you was getting clean, you wasn't putting nothing in it. 
Okay. Let's go here. I was seeing grace. Look at 15. Deuteronomy 11, 15. We're not going to be with you much long. We're doing good. Real good. I know it's a lot I'm throwing at you this morning, but it's all right. Catch what you can. We give away CDs free. You can sit down, get the Bible, and go right there with it. You know, you'll be okay. Verse 15 says, um, uh, in uh, Deuteronomy 11, verse 15, it tells us that. And I will sing grass, that's truth, in thy fields, fields is your life, for thy cattle. The cattle there represents your emotions and affection. So God said, now this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to send truth into you that will feed your affections and your emotions to keep you from losing your mind and going after things that you don't need to. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cause truth to grow in you. That's what that grass means. And the field means that the truth is going to grow in your life, which is in that land that God has given unto us. And we call it the undiscovered land because we've got to sojourn it. You've got to walk it out. You've got to discover the God in you. You've got to sojourn in there from within. It's not an external gospel that we deal with. It's an internal gospel that we deal with. And you've got to discover what's inside of you because that's where the kingdom of God is, according to Luke 17, 21. So you've got to sojourn from within, you know. Not all of this, but from within. Amen? But then he goes on and he says, verse 15, I'll send grass in thy fields and for thy cattle that thou mightest eat, mayest eat, and be full. But then in 16, there's the other part. There's always this other part. Mm -hmm. So I give you the good to open your ears up. Now I'm going to give you the other rest of the story as Paul Harvey would say. Here's the rest of the story. Verse 16 says, Take heed to yourselves that your heart be not deceived. Oh, trust me, it can be. And you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. And then the Lord's wrath be kindled against you. And look what he'll do. Remember them rain that them blessing that he rained down on you? Bible said he'll, he'll shut them up. You see it? You say, y'all shut the heavens up. Y'all see that, though? It's in there. And there be no rain, which is no blessings. And the land yield not her fruit. Wow. Sound like a famine. Hard Sound like a hard time. Amen? Hard times came, why? Because we allowed ourselves to be deceived, right? We didn't take heed to ourselves. And least ye perish, God, quickly, from off the good land. You know that undiscovered land, that good land? He said, now, if you don't take heed, if we don't take heed to ourselves, I, I like to bring me in. Y'all don't mind me bringing me in there, too. I mean, I, I'm just, I need it like y'all need it, you know. I mean, the word is covering all of us. I'm just that poor pitiful soul that's up here delivering it, and boy, I catch it. 
You see my head, it's gray. It used to not be like that. <laughs> it wasn't always like that. All of a sudden, it quickly. <laughs> quickly. What happened? That's why I keep it bald all the time now. That's why I'll grow that out. Oh, Jesus. So, quickly, you'll perish of that good land if we don't take heed to ourselves. Huh? Which the Lord giveth you. Mm. Wow. I want us to go to the book of Haggai. Haggai is a hard book to find. Haggai. I think it's right after Daniel. Let's see. Let's see, it's after Zephaniah. That's a small book. And then Haggai. If you can find Micah, you and then Nahum will come, then Habakkuk, and then Zephaniah, and then Haggai. It's one of the little minor prophets. But I'm going to wait. And the reason I'm going to wait, because I, I, I want to teach you uh, some things that, that, that you need to understand where you won't be discouraged, you know. See, a lot of times... We get discouraged because of situations that we cause on ourselves. But God don't want us to get discouraged by it. What God wants to do is teach us how not to make these same mistakes again where we won't be walking in remorse and stuff all the time. So, so y'all bear with God. You know, don't bear with me, but bear with God as He allows me to try to teach you things that will help you. So when you leave here and you find yourself going through these changes, you know, okay, I really don't need to do this because the Bible tells me that I, I, I need to do it this way. So is everybody at Haggai right now? Let's look at Haggai right quick. I'm going to start with verse 5 through 7 and 9 through 11. Amen? Watch this. Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts. Not thus saith Dr. Manning, but thus saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 5, Haggai 1, 5. Consider who? Your ways. Amen? Watch this. Ye have sown how much? Much. And bring in what? <laughs> That's familiar, isn't it? <laughs> you eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. Ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth, watch this, and he that earneth wages, most people in here work. I, I work, but I work for myself. But most people in here, they, they work for somebody else, right or wrong. Okay, watch this. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages to put into a bag with what? Oh. Now that's pitiful. Okay, let me get you some understanding. Your check is gone before the end of the week. Who been there before? Now, 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 let me tell you something. The worst feeling in the world is to go have to go to work on Monday morning and know your check's already gone. Thursday, Friday. Now, am I lying about it? And you said you tell yourself, I ain't gonna do this no more, and then you go right back and do it again, and you trap. But God said, Now, nah, I'm gonna help you get out of this trap. First thing you need to do is, <laughs> I see you smiling, buddy. <laughs> the first thing you need to do is, you need to consider your ways. What's causing us to make the mistake? So we got to do a diagnosis. You see, see, the doctor can't hear you until you do. You get you to do a, a diagnosis on. 
See, you got to be diagnosed. What's the problem? Consider your ways, you know? So, and I ain't going to preach this hard because, see, I want you <laughs> I want you to get bad at but I want you to hear it. You know, I've learned over the years to tell the truth, but get, get it where they can hear the truth. Because you can't antagonize them and they <laughs> won't hear nothing. I miss my point. If I do that, so so he 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 wants us to consider our way. Now, verse seven, he says it again. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Right after he said you earn wages to put into a bag with holes, he goes on and he says it again. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. He tells it at the beginning and at the end. So it's got to be something about us that's causing us to be in the situation. Okay, let's look at 9, 10, and 11. Amen? He said, you look for much, and lo, it came to little. Well, that'll frustrate you right there, won't it? How you crazy, won't it? You're looking for something, it? And when ye brought it home, I did blow upon it. God said, I blew on it. Wow. <laughs> so you thought you had it. You know how we do. God bless it. We go stupid. We bring whatever we thought we had, and God blow on it all of a sudden. You know that old new car that got reapers in? That health bill that wasn't there before? You know, God got a way of blowing on some stuff. That flat tire where you didn't pay your tires, you still had to go out and buy a $125 tire. <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm just saying, don't y'all throw rock, go rock up here and hit me. I'm already sick. You know what I'm saying? But I'm trying to tell you, you know, I'm just trying to tell you, that's all. You know, God got a way. If you consider your way, you'll see where we're going wrong at. You'll see it. He said, he said, why? Did he ask the question, why? Why did I blow on it? He said, saith the Lord of hosts. Because of mine house that is waste. And ye run every man unto his own house. In other words, it's about you instead of it being about God. Therefore, the heaven over you is stayed from dew. Uh-oh, that blessings you. And the earth is stayed from her fruit. Because... If the rain don't come down to bless you, then how the fruit going to grow? Amen. Nothing from nothing leave. You know why we don't have mice don't stay long in a church? Ain't no physical food in it. That's why. If you're not getting the blessings from above, the fruit ain't going to grow. We were talking about California this morning. If you're not getting the spiritual blessings to reign inside of each and every one of you, then what you would have gotten out of that land won't be able to produce itself, people. It just won't. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'd rather have God and nothing else. Forget it. Just forget it. Because everything else gets me in trouble anyway. Just forget it. Just strip me and let me just live peacefully. I want to live peacefully. Amen. 
Let me see it now. Verse 11. And I will call for a drought upon the land. Mm. The undiscovered land. He said, I'm going to call for a drought. Y'all know what a drought is, don't you? And upon the mountains. That's the promotions. Uh-oh, I was up, but now I'm down. And upon the corn. I can't get no word from the Lord no more. And, before, and, and upon the new wine, that new spirit that I had. And upon all that anointing, it's gone. And upon that which the ground bringing forth, that which I was able to, to bring forth from the spirit that's within me to produce itself. And upon men and upon cattle and upon all the labor of my hands, in other words, I'm done. I'm done. Well, Going back to Hebrews, and I'm closing. The 11th chapter. I'm going to close with the fact that Abraham had to sojourn in that land. And I'm going to close with the fact of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, verse 1, about faith. Because can't none of it be done without faith. And what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hopeful. And the evidence of things not seen. And we do walk by faith and we don't walk by sight, right? Supposedly. But that's an ideal that we, all of us miss that market times. But it says... Faith is not was, not will be, but faith is the substance. That substance is a foundation of what it is that you want. When you reach out from within yourself in faith, what you're doing is you're seeing in the spirit realm, what it is that you're going for. Because the foundation of it is already there. And you can't build something without a foundation. Too many of us talk about faith, but we don't exercise it. Because faith reaches for the foundation of what it is that you're going after. And then, as you pull it toward you, it pulls you toward it. And y'all meet. And you begin to build on it. So faith is the substance of things that are hoped for. Because it's the hope that's causing you to continue to walk toward it as you pull it toward you. It's the evidence of things that aren't seen. Don't get tripped out on what you don't see. It's what you don't see that can be most proficient or often use the anatomy of you can't see a person's brain, you can't see a person's heart, you can't see a person's lungs, but see if any of these important things shut down then the whole body shuts down. So I'm not the most important thing here, you are. It's the things that people don't see. You see, that's the most important thing. It's these people that work behind the scenes that allows us to be able to reach into the world such 
a, a vast amount of people throughout the world. You see, I can't do that on my see. I'm not qualified to do that on my own. I don't have the energy to do all that on my own. You know? So always teach and preach teamwork here. You know? And it's only by faith that we are where we are today in this thing called the ministry, you know? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. That substance is the foundation. And it's the evidence of things not seen. It's by faith that we know that the world was framed by the word of God. And it just didn't say one world, but verse 2 that says all the worlds with, a, with an S. You see? So it's by faith that we know this. You see? It's by faith. If, if those clowns would have believed the Bible like they said they believed it, then this person that they say discovered that the world was round, he ain't discovered nothing. Columbus ain't discovered that the world was round. That, that never had to be discovered. You know why? Because Isaiah, the book of Isaiah says that the Lord sits upon the circle of the earth. Ain't the circle, ain't that round? So why do we always go to something else and tell lies instead of just going to the book? The, it's in the book. <laughs> I mean, you know. So I'm going to leave this with you, church. I want you to understand that God loves you all. And we're in a land that has to be discovered. It's an undiscovered land. And bit by bit, little by little, we're learning. And we're getting better along the way. And as you go forward, there are going to be challenges. Don't let it take you down. It's called growing pains. You can't grow without pain. You can't deliver a baby without pain. It takes pain. And when God births something in us, places a, something in us to be birthed, it's going to take a whole lot of pain to get it birth. But after it's over, then there's this precious thing, whatever it may be. And whatever it is, it means that God has been with us to birth it. Whether it's in the spiritual realm or whether it's in the physical realm, it makes no difference, or anywhere in between, there's going to be birthing pains in everything that we do. Amen? Amen? So I want you to be encouraged. Continue on to walk in your faith. And come back to see us again. Same time next, next week. Amen? Amen. not realize and understand that you know that land within us there's a lot to be discovered and most church folks has not discovered what God has in them amen, amen. but here in it and, and uh, most people have to get used to it and if somebody would please get the children because I'm sure they want to review um, they uh, we do a teaching here we don't do the hoop we don't do the holler and the reason why because you can hoop and holler when you leave you haven't got no word when you meet the devil, he don't care nothing about no hoop, and he don't care nothing about no holler. But he is afraid of God's word. Amen. Amen. 
So what we want to make sure that you're equipped when you go out the door. Amen. And the only way we can be equipped is with the word of God. Amen. So we ask you to go to your Bibles and tell we'll give you time. Yeah, we give you time to go and find where you need to go. Because usually what happens is and because I've come out of it and I know that you never really go from scripture to scripture. You open your Bible to see what God's word is literally saying. You just the preachers give you one verse and gone. Amen. But here, you know, when you when you enter those leave those doors and we apart from one another and whatever journey we're on, we got to know that word for ourselves. So therefore you have to go in the book. And when you go in the book, when you meet the enemy, then you got some for them. You're armed and you are dangerous. Amen. So we thank and praise God for that. One more time, let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. We would like to announce our extended family before. And I'm going to do it. That's why I want the children to come on in. I, uh, the Lord placed something in my spirit, and I don't want to forget it. But um, we would like to acknowledge uh, uh, um, Brother Harris's sister being here today, Miss Sandy. Uh, Y'all, let's give God a hand clap of praise for Miss Sandy being here. Amen. We just thank and praise God for you coming to be with us. And we just we just love your sister-in-law. We love your, your brother and your beautiful people. Amen. So I know y'all came from good stock. Amen. Because you, when, when you're talking about a, a family, when I talk about family, it's not always our blood family, but we're talking about our spiritual family. And so we just praise God that, that you are here. And then we, uh, we ask that you come, uh, come again. Get the doors open. We're family here. And like I said on last week, the only problem you may have with us is that we love. Now, we'll love you to death. Now, we'll do that. Now, we love you. We, we, we express love. We love you. If you don't want to be loved, you're in the wrong place. And we also like to acknowledge that uh, Laverne's uh, sister, Ashley, and uh, her husband's here, Roderick. Come on, raise your hand. Amen. Uh, Ashley and Roderick. Amen. Um, um, Ashley works with Minister Marcelette. And what Ashley doesn't know is that uh, we have really been praying for her for a long time. She has no clue. You know, uh, we're praying church too, y'all. I have to tell you that too. We're praying church. Amen. And so we've been praying to see her face and God saw fit for her to be with us. We pray that Roderick and Ashley will come again and be a, be a part of the family. Amen. And I said part of the family. And said not part of no church because if you forget about the building, we are the church. Amen. So we, we, we thank and we praise God for that. Um, I don't know, are the children going to review today's assignment? Okay, uh, we're going to have the children to come up and, and to review, and then we're going to do the other things at the end. Amen. We are uh, 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 getting together a, a youth, a youth uh, praise uh, choir, uh, and they have been doing fantastic. They've been meeting for the past two weeks. Amen.
Yeah, she's really not saying. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. 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 We um, I, I need somebody to knock on the door for the teenagers to come out. Minister Morrison must got them hooked up in there, y'all. So I don't know what they're doing, but but it's really got them hooked up. And we and we do have some things in the back. Uh, there are some um, brother Tony, brother Tony, in the back, Doctor Manley, in the back. There's one that they have no clue what they're doing back there. So in the back, um, there's one with no name. The bag that has no name goes to Monica. We, maybe, it, it, it has a not, it ha, those for the, those that are ones that does not have children. So the one that does not have a name, I think there was some extra. So we want to make sure, um, that everybody's, we got some that have children. We have boxes. They are pretzels. They with buffalo wings and they are hot. Amen. So um, and we have those that for children. She said they got a little steam. Well, I'm old, so you know it's hot to me. Okay, <laughs> but those that have children, we have those in the box, and then we also have uh, those that does not have children. We've got them in a single bag. Amen. All right. <clears throat> okay. We go. Um. Uh, and Mr. Minister Marshall, if you come out the room, she still got them up in there. Is everybody? Is all the youth out? I was gonna see whether or not Minister Marshall and she's gonna review with the with her with the youth. Are you gonna you had him up in there? I mean, she had looked like she hadn't for the door. We have not yet dismissed. She said no. We're trying to make sure if, uh, what what's going on here. All right, y'all, let's let's settle down. Be still, okay? Because there's something the Lord put on my spirit. And I got to do it, but I just got to get us settled down first, amen. Because if, if we don't, so we're not settled. Uh, uh, then I don't want the, the spirit to, to not be upon it. Amen. So um, we we. No, you, you, you don't say it. Okay, she's gonna say it. She said she gave a beat down. Did y'all get a beat down? No, she's a good teacher. She really is. Amen. That's right. 